What the Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Monday the 16th of March. Now, Justin, lovely to be with you this Monday morning. You too, Brett. And look, we know things with the coronavirus are obviously getting very serious at the moment. Mm-hmm. And we've actually had a lot of people in the Flux family reach out to us asking questions yeah. about money and how this news impacts their personal finances. So we've created a Facebook group mm-hmm. and we'd love you, the Flux fam, to join us there. The link will be in the show notes and search for What the Flux on Facebook. We'd love to catch up with you Exciting. there. Exciting. Now, three very... Very interesting stories today, Justin. Can't wait to get into them. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. The federal government has announced a $17.6 billion coronavirus stimulus package to help boost Australia's economy. Now, the intention here is that it will help Aussie companies stay in business and keep their employees employed. As part of that $17.6 billion, there are six main areas that the government is trying to help out. Take me through them. Well, one of those is payments of up to $25,000 for businesses with sales of up to $50 million. And this is meant to help businesses keep cash coming in so Mm. that they can keep things humming along without disruption if possible. Yeah, there's also a 50% wage subsidy for apprentices. And this is meant to keep over 100,000 Aussie apprentices employed. Exactly. And there's a one-off payment of $750 for people receiving government benefits. So this is for people like pensioners, people on the youth allowance, and disability support pension, amongst many other things. Exactly. So what's the key learning here? The reason why the government is doing this is Mm -hmm. because it desperately wants to avoid a recession. Yep. And as the word stimulus means, it wants to re-stimulate the economy. And what's a recession again? A recession is when an economy's general performance mm-hmm. declines in a big way yep. for two successive quarters, i.e. a six-month period. Right. Recessions generally happen when there is a big drop in spending. And it's a pretty vicious cycle. It is. Like less spending leads to a big drop in employment. And a big drop of employment leads to yeah. less spending. Yeah. By pumping over $17 billion into the economy, the Australian government is trying to break this vicious cycle before it gets into full swing. Mm -hmm. For our second story, Telstra has told all of its Australian staff to work from home as of today as a precaution against the coronavirus. So what does this mean for Telstra? Well, it means around two-thirds of Telstra's workforce... That's like 20,000 people. Yeah, they'll have to log in to work from home. This is like the biggest virtual office Australia (laughs) has ever seen. Also, Telstra has cancelled all events and meetings of more than 25 people. And they've said that this will remain in place until the end of March Mm -hmm. at a minimum. So they could definitely be extended if things don't get better. So what's the key learning here? Well, there's a bit of a dance or a waiting game going on at the moment, Justin, and that's between large companies and the government. The key question on many CEO and board's minds Mm -hmm. are, do we wait until the government mandates an office shutdown? Or do we get on the front foot and take proactive measures to reduce the chances of our employees or our customers and just the broader public contracting the virus? So what's so interesting about the Telstra decision is it's been made before the Australian government forces companies to tell their staff to work from home. But Telstra has recognised this with the coronavirus being unprecedented. Yeah. So it has the power and the influence to proactively reduce the spread of the virus. Even if it potentially costs them tens of millions mm. of dollars. It really demonstrates that Telstra has recognised their corporation's social responsibility. Absolutely. And this is similar to Apple, who have now shut down all Apple stores for two weeks without being forced by any government to do so. For our third and final story, teleconference companies and their apps have surged in demand because of the coronavirus outbreak. Okay, Justin, let me throw a few names at you. Microsoft Teams. The online version 
version of an office. Slack. WhatsApp for business. Zoom. Business Skype for the 21st century. (laughs) Global downloads for these companies' products have increased by nearly five times since the start of the year. And get this, in the first week of January, there were 1.4 million new users. Compare that to the first week of March. Hello, Hello. 6.7 million. That is big. Now, the reason for this, of course, is Mm -hmm. companies are already and will continue to rely on these conferencing tools so workers can stop commuting to offices. And this isn't just workplaces, actually. There's many other use cases for virtual communication. Like schools. Like universities. Like non-urgent doctor appointments. So what's the key learning here? Although the demand for these services is super high at the moment, it's hard to predict if people will use them on a regular basis when the coronavirus eventually settles Mm -hmm. down. Zoom has seen a jump in usage, but it's too early to say whether their new users will convert into paying customers one day. Overall, the situation is likely to have some positive impact on companies like Zoom and Slack as it just makes people more familiar with their products. It's a really interesting test case for remote working in the future. Absolutely. Flux fam, as we said off the top of the show, we have just created a Facebook group. Search What The Flux. We'd love to continue the conversation with you over there. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.